0: This podcast is brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Healthcare Info Security. Today, we're talking about the access report provision of the proposed accounting of disclosures rule with Dan Rohde of the American Health Information Management Association. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Thank you, Howard. For starters, could you please briefly explain what the proposed access report provision would require hospitals, clinics, and others to do? And also, why does AHIMA believe that this requirement goes beyond the scope of the HIPAA and HITECH Act requirements?
1: Well, the access report would require a covered entity or a business associate to report the access to any electronic system that contained information on a patient. That is used in working with that patient and giving them treatment, uh, their business records, and other pieces that directly pertain to the patient themselves. So that could be as small as one or two systems in a physician's office, but could be literally hundreds of systems within a larger uh, teaching hospital or tertiary care facility, depending on how many systems they have associated with their different ancillary uh, services and, and those kinds of activities. The report would require responding to requests from individuals, either a request that asked if particular people had accessed any of these records, or they could ask for a complete uh, report on accessing all of these records. And these are uh, issues that, quite frankly, Had not been previously discussed, were certainly not included in the high-tech update, uh, for HIPAA, and not anticipated in these various systems, uh, that have been purchased both before and after January 1st of 2009, which was the trigger date set up by the High-Tech Act to then trigger, uh, compliance dates. So our concern, we actually have several concerns, And we're in a quandary with these concerns because we believe that consumers do have the right to know who's been looking at their record and to request an access type of report. Our members have been receiving these kinds of requests in the past, so these aren't new. But uh, to uh, spell out the uh, kind of reports that would have to come out of the electronic systems becomes an issue because many of the systems, while they do have a log, aren't necessarily producing the kind of data that would uh, meet the requirements as posted in the proposed rule. Then there's the issue of uh, the manpower it will take to go into each of those systems, determine if access occurred depending on the request from the individual, and then consolidating that request into a document that uh, meets the requirements for machine-readable activity. So there's just a lot of work involved in the proposal as it stands. So while we agree with the the right of the individual, we are very concerned that this would just be a very expensive process for what, so far as we know, it is a very uh, small number of people asking for the access.
0: So why would it be technically difficult for many healthcare organizations to produce the access reports?
1: As I just mentioned, because. For any, any uh, size hospital and any good-sized clinic, uh, you're dealing with multiple systems. You have laboratory systems, radiology systems, pharmacy systems. You may have specialty uh, systems for labs. You have uh, order entry systems. You've got registration systems, patient accounting systems, and I can go on and on. Uh, all of these having the kind of protected health information that comes under this rule without a overall system that can collect this information and have the interoperability among the information because each of these systems logs access differently. There's never been uh, a standard adopted that would allow each of these systems to report very simply into some kind of a dump and then uh, produce a report. So all this would have to be either uh, handwritten software Across these pieces or it would be done manually, uh, by the privacy officer or an HIM director or whoever the institution would choose. Now, if you're only running an EHR system and that's the only system you have in your private practice, this may not be an issue. On the other hand, you probably only have 10 to 12 people, uh, that even can access the electronic health record in that system. So it's a different, it's a different kind of issue. One of our members that was on our task force reported that they, they ran a uh, copy in their main system at their institution, and for a two-week hospital stay, they had over 2,000 pages of access. So it, there's a lot entailed with this, and, and just right now, not the software and uh, a process of, uh, of access that goes through one gate. It goes through many gates.
0: In your comment letter, you also questioned the proposed requirement that the access reports include the names of staff members who have access records. Why do you believe that raises safety issues?
1: Uh, we had some reports, uh, again, from our members in our task force of instances where staff members of the institution were stopped by patients. And, well, if a patient were to say, uh, I think my neighbor, my cousin, so-and-so, a specific identity may have accessed my records, and I want to know if they have. We don't have a problem with identifying the people that the requester identified. But the idea that if we were to run a, uh, I want anyone to access my records over the last six months, having everyone in the institution identified that may have seen that record just raises many, many different kinds of questions. And uh, we don't see a practical use for that, uh, but we do see... Uh, certainly identity issues, and we think it it can actually get people probably more concerned about uh, access than just providing only the identification of those people that they're concerned with. Uh, For instance, uh, maybe you didn't know a member of your church congregation worked in the institution, and maybe they're the quality assurance nurse. Most people don't even know what a quality assurance nurse is. But now you've seen their name on there, and uh, now you're concerned, well, why did this person that goes to church with me look at my record? And, uh, you know, that just creates many diff- additional questions that we don't think people really are concerned about, but could become concerned as as they see this. And, you know, it's probably not a problem in Chicago where you are or Washington, D.C., where I am. where We're in very large cities, and not a lot of people know a lot of people. But if you're in a smaller town you might be amazed who saw your record and legitimately saw your record for the function they perform within the institution. So we just think it creates a lot of questions and concerns that really don't need to be there.
0: Also in your comment letter, you called for pilot tests of the access report concept as well as a study to measure patients' awareness of the issues involved. Why do you believe those steps are necessary?
1: Well, there were a lot of questions about what's this going to cost, and we don't know. I'm not sure anyone knows exactly what this will cost from the standpoint of the programming and the software that would be needed, uh, to connect all the systems and resolve all the problems I talked about. And we don't know just what's the demand for this. If you had, uh, if it cost you $150,000 to fix this system and you only had five people ask for an access report, are you prepared to have that cost per access report? You know, is that too far out? And, you know, we think to answer that question, you really got to test it. Uh, we also don't know, as I said, the demand of individuals. And this gets a little tricky, but we think it would be interesting to see that in a, in a community that knew that this uh, opportunity exists, would people actually use it? And our other concern uh, that came up, and, and we've seen happen on a rare occasion, if Dr. Phil were to uh, have this as a key story uh, one afternoon on his program, would there be a rush to get access reports? What would that do to an organization? So we thought there were a number of questions that OCR raised that we couldn't address real well and that perhaps it ought to be tested a little better. Uh, Again, there may be some other ways to do this. We didn't get real prescriptive in the pilot, but uh, we did think that that there needed to be more answers to this. Uh, And then the question, of course, that uh, arises throughout the proposal is, is the cost of doing all this and the cost it will add to the various covered entities, is that outweighed by the concerns of the individual? And taking a, a standpoint that we've been able to or our members in the in the, in covered entities have been able to respond to these requests in the past without all this specific requirements we think that if it was studied we'd find that as it currently stands in this proposed rulemaking the regulations are way too prescriptive uh for the benefit that they're going to provide
0: so finally can you clarify a bit uh, whether The association believes a reworked version of the excess report requirement is achievable or if the concept should just be entirely scrapped?
1: We think it's achievable. We've been in conversation with other groups, including consumer groups, and we think there's a way to do this. We certainly, as I said at the front, uh, believe that the consumer has a right uh, to this information and should have an ability to inquire with this information. We think that uh, organizations owe it to the individual to respond to their concerns and their requests. We just don't think that, as currently prescribed, it's the the, uh, best approach, and there ought to be a better approach.
0: We've been talking today with Dan Rody of IMA. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.